Brewing has come back to the guest room of Tom's house. Uh, it's a completely in, uh, original intro. We've never stated it on this podcast before. I am one of your hosts, uh, Damien Deschain, otherwise known as Braden, and... And I'm actor Robert Shaw. I've been dead for a number of decades, but I'm here with you today from beyond the grave to talk about my life, my career, my known alcoholism, my starring role as Quint in Steven Spielberg's magnum opus, the original summer blockbuster, the film Jaws, where I played a surly shark hunter. Today we will explore my time spent on set of the Orca, the legendary USS Indianapolis speech, and what it was like to be one of the three leads of arguably the greatest film ever captured on, on cinema. I'm lying, my name's Tom. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> May uh, we open the curtain a bit? Absolutely. Because you told me to just... Because um, usually we do the intros for the shows that we pick. Right. You told me that yours was going to be after I already do an intro. Yes. And I had no, I had no idea what to expect. Right. I didn't know what was going to be said. Um... I don't know what I was expecting, but that wasn't it. <laughs> I don't know why, but for some reason, like, days ago, the idea of just introducing it. And I'm after Robert Shaw. I've been dead for decades. Like, for some reason, was so amusing to me, or whatever. Uh, that was pretty funny. Um, and this is a special episode. We're going back to the format. We're going back to the format. Not only that, but this is the first time we've gone back to the format with just us two. Exactly. No That's what I mean. We're going back to the roots. I feel like it's been six to eight Episodes and this is, if you would believe it, this is the thirtieth anniversary of the first. Wait, what's that? What? Huh? The intern. Thirtieth. Oh, it's it's the 29th anniversary. Oh, so that's, that's how right. Work. Correct. This is episode thirty. <laughs> Correct. WrestleMania twenty five was a lie. Uh. <laughs> so um, it feels yeah. good to be back in here with just us. It's actually much less crowded. I never noticed how much space a third humanoid takes up yeah. until this moment. But uh, yeah, it is. It is actually episode thirty of this podcast. Uh, today we celebrate the twenty ninth anniversary of our program <laughs> by talking about what I think is a forgotten uh, pay per view. Uh, rightfully so. We'll see. Uh, Judgment Day from the year of our Lord two thousand and three. That's right. He judged us all the way back then. <laughs> However, before. We do a damn thing. We gotta ring that bell. Yeah. Ah, it feels good to be back. Alright. Why don't we just end it there? Mm. I mean, it's just, we're, we're riding high. Thanks for coming in. Uh, <laughs> follow us on Twitter. Uh, so, I will say this. I have so little for the undercard on this. We just watched some random TNA from, I believe, 2005-2006 on Pluto TV which is operated by one man in a Quonset hut <coughs> uh, <laughs> somewhere out in the desert of Arizona. I have no concept of how Pluto TV exists or makes any money. Um, Me neither. It has to be some sort of a renegade channel. Um, anyways, uh, TNA back then was cool. Uh, Alex Shelley has always been great. That's pretty much all I've really got for the undercard. You said you've got a loaded one, so I'm just going to throw it to you. So The phone just went off. <laughs> And we are back. <laughs> so, um, I decided 
I had some time before coming over here. They mentioned in this Judgment Day show, they mentioned that Eddie Guerrero had a had a ladder match earlier. Uh, a couple of, a year ago, actually, sure. Um, with Rob Van Dam, and I remember you mentioned. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. To me, and saying that it was a very crisp ladder match. It's so good, and also it has the best back elbow of all yes. time. Yes, yes, it does. So I decided, why not? Why don't I just watch the entire episode of Raw because I had enough time. Um, that's interesting. Is just the best Raw. That's interesting because I have no memory of anything from that episode of Raw outside of that ladder match. So it opens with Benoit coming back. He's like, I still got a few weeks until I can wrestle again. Right. But I'm not going to not be here on my hometown, you know. Oh, right, right. Yeah, Edmonton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this, uh, he, Eddie comes out and yeah, like Eddie comes Benoit out. shoves him and Eddie somehow flies like. 60 feet away or something. I do remember that moment. I didn't know that was this episode. And then Ric Flair's like, hey, you're not on Raw. Leave unless you want to buy a ticket. So then Benoit gets thrown out. Okay. Um, I love that it... it, This is just the thing... Is this the thing where he shows up later and he has the ticket, which uh, Meg has always, I think, called out for being stupid because the show sold out. (laughs) This, This implies that there is somehow... One unsold front row ticket, and that wrestler is just like, "Oh shit, you got one!" <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just gonna buy that. Like, all right. Anyways, I'm sorry. Go on. There's a this is a thing with Pluto or sorry, sorry Peacock. Not not a good platform, a bad one. So I turned the subtitles on because sometimes I can't understand what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And. There's one where, like, whatever Eddie Guerrero will just, like, launch in a tirade of Spanish, it'll mm-hmm. say, speaking foreign. Oh, wow. That is it. <laughs> I love that. Um, there was an intergender tag match where uh, William Regal's European champion was on the line, as well as Trish Stratus's women's championship. And the way I understood it so is... So Regal and Trish against the no, team of... No, it's not even that. What? It's... Regal and Molly Holly versus okay. Trish and Spike Dudley. The way I understood it is whoever got the fall on the person would win the belt. So Trish Stratus got the backslide on Molly Holly and retained, and then the match was over. So sure. I was like, I think that I think if Regal had right. been pinned, I, I Spike think that if Spike had pinned Regal, he would have won the European title. Yeah, and if Molly had pinned Trish, she would have won the yes. women's title. That's what I yes. understood. It was like this is weird. Um... Then there was the segment where Tommy Dreamer drinks uh, uh, Undertaker's tobacco spit, which I didn't know this uh, was also this episode. I didn't know this was this episode either. I remember when I learned that that was shoot. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why? Doesn't he, like, get punched in the head by Taker 2 on, he, they, on it? He like, beats him up a okay. fair bit after right. that. Um... So, the ladder match time, that fucking back elbow, dude. Right? It's How incredible. insane is it to think that, like, the, the the most basic maneuver... I was watching for it, too. Yeah. Because I remember you saying that very vividly, and it is fucking Ed, Eddie aims for his fucking brainstem, <laughs> and RVD just bumps like only RVD can, really. Yeah. Like, um, match is great. <laughs> so, I have to agree with you, it is a... a a very crisp ladder match, so like you don't now, really see. Does that. this version have the fan running in? It does. Okay, interesting. Does, I thought maybe they edited that, that out. Okay. Um, 
for like as far as this match goes, like it had some rough spots as sure. a normal ladder match would. Right. But I think that only adds to it, makes it better. Yeah. It makes it feel more like a struggle, more like a real fight right. that they want. And they also don't do stuff like this anymore. An IC championship match that's a ladder match on free TV. Right. They don't do they don't make the title matter that much anymore. No, they don't. But you all. also don't have like two stars like at that level to yeah. even even not to besmirch it, but like the IC title level where mm-hmm. you're like, oh my god! Like back yeah. then when they announced this at the start of that episode, I watched this shit live. And I remember being like, holy shit, Eddie and RVD. Even though it'd already yeah. been done, yeah, that's still a big fucking match. And now it's like, you know, like you're not trying to shit on the guys, but like if you tune into SmackDown, they're like, hey, tonight it's. Um, Kevin Owens and Big E. You're like, yeah, that'll be good. It, it's just not quite the same, you know. Everything's kind of diluted. Anyways. So, um, the end of the show, Stone Cold returns. Yep. And uh, Benoit gets in the ring, and they all like fight off Eddie and whatever. And then Benoit turns on Stone Cold. Yeah. And then they Eddie and Benoit are together, or whatever. So. The reason I wanted to talk about, like, basically the whole show is, like, they started the show with a promo, yes. That is yes. what people hate about Raw now, yes. But Correct. they didn't come out, hey, I retained my championship at the pay-per-view. Oh, you want a challenge? Okay, tonight in the main event, sure. we're going to wrestle because they don't have anything else. Right. They already had the main event. The, the opening promo didn't set up a match, but it still got paid off in the end. Right. Which was just so fucking good. Uh, Sunset Flip Bomb over the ladder in that is the best it's ever been done. Yeah. Which will come into play later in this episode. Correct. uh, But I just wanted to talk about that. There's a lot of great just ladder spots in that. Uh, RVD, I think, does the the cartwheel into the moonsault Mm -hmm. onto it. Eddie does the helo from the apron in Mm -hmm. onto one. Like, Great, great stuff, man. And that was on fucking free goddamn television. Yep. Uh, um, yeah, O2 Raw. O- O2 was real good. Peak. O2 was very good. It's my favorite uh, set. The one with, like, the... Yep, yep. Like, the... I can't even... Parallelogram? The, uh, yes, type, that is correct. Tron. Yep, yep. That is uh, my favorite Union set. Underground theme? Is that there? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Move to the music? Yeah. Yeah, that fucking music. Move <laughs> to the music? Yeah. Um, there was something you just mentioned a minute or two ago that I wanted to go back to, and now I can't quite remember what it was. Was it about starting a show with a promo? Um, maybe that. No. Um, what was it Taker, Dreamer, Eddie, RVD, Benoit? Uh, yeah. You know what? I've lost it. Who cares? Um, doesn't matter. Also, it was two hours. Yeah. Just how much so better good. is it? Oh, I know what it was. Uh. Regal and Spike. Yeah. Did you ever see the match slash, I would more call it a segment than a match, where Spike Dudley uh, pulls the upset on Regal for the European title? No. This is so good. So this is during the era where Regal's gimmick was the brass knucks, right? The power yes. of the punch, mm-hmm. okay? So, Regal is defending the European title against Spike Dudley. At the time, unusually, Regal comes to the ring first. Alright, Whatever. As he is getting into the ring, he kind of, like, stumbles over the rope. And at this point, the the knucks were, like, an established thing, right? Yeah. As he stumbles over the rope, he drops the brass knuckles. The referee... Keep in mind, this is during his entrance. The match hasn't started yet. 
The referee grabs him and is like, what the hell are you doing with these? And he's like, I don't know what you're doing. You know, whatever. I'm an idiot wrestler. Sometimes metal falls out of my pants. <laughs> so the ref takes the knucks away. As the ref has his back turned, Regal brilliantly straight to the camera just goes, ah, ha, ha, reaches into his trunks, pulls out a second pair of knucks, shoves them into the turnbuckle pad, and has that, like, very cheeky, like, aha, now I've got, you know, whatever. Regal is with the ref. Spike's music hits. Spike runs down the ramp, jumps to the apron, grabs the knucks out of the turnbuckle pad, punches Regal. The ref is still doing who cares what. <laughs> Throws the knucks away. The ref turns around, rings the bell. One, two, three. Spike is your new European champion. Oh, wow. It's so good, and it's one of those weird things where I'm like, it kind of breaks the the mirror of what WWE usually does because this implies that like Spike is watching the show before he makes his entrance. Yeah. But it was so good, and it was it was supremely over. It was great. Mm-hmm. And then later in the show, uh, Regal cut this like really good promo. Is like Coachman interviewing Regal. It's like, how do you feel after being upset by Spike Dudley tonight? And he just starts screaming. Right? He's like, upset. I am upset. But not nearly as upset as Spike Dudley's parents will be next week when I get my rematch and I make him into a bloody vegetable. Oh my god! <laughs> it's so awesome, and I'm like, I wish that they would like. But the problem is that they can't do that all the time because then it, it it's like, oh wow, you booked a baby face to look smart. We can't do that. <laughs> like, yeah. Drew Drew uh, McIntyre needs to lose clean and then just come out and say, I want another shot. Like, <laughs> I want another shot at your belt, bro. <laughs> hasn't been brought for over a year and a half, but all right. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I like. I'm saying, gonna beat Bobby Lashley. <laughs> I see. I like saying. I like saying Brock Lesnar in that. Can episode. you do it with Bobby? I don't even know. Give it a whirl. I'm gonna beat Bobby Lashley. It's, it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not know, great. I, I'll allow it. Uh, what else you got? So, um, that's it. <laughs> That's all Woo! I had for my, my... Okay. All I did want to say is that opening set... Benoit is cheered as if he is a deity. As though he has not murdered anyone. I wasn't going to go there. I am. <laughs> but yes. And the when he turns at the end of the show, it is so... The loud... The crowd is so loud... It is so... They they are so bought in. Yeah. I miss that. Yeah. Hopefully we get that back soon. Uh, hmm. Shall we get to the main event then? That implies them doing something good. Yes. Ooh. Stab. Um, <laughs> guys, today we're doing Judgment Day 2003. Uh, this was my pick. Uh, my reasoning for picking this was basically... What's something random that I remember liking? I was like... Maybe I'm wrong. We'll get to it when we get to the end of the card. I remember thinking this big show Brock Lesnar stretcher match was fucking awesome. We'll get there. That was my entire logic behind picking okay. this. Okay. Um, so would you say that you've only seen one match of this show and you haven't seen the rest but, of the card? But that's the thing. I actually have seen Dang the it. entire card. Dang it. But because it's been so long since I've watched... Okay, so one thing that I do want to point out here. Uh, I'm a big fan of... Buy physical media. Mm. Streaming is great. Guys, eventually, they're going to only do streaming. If you're listening to this, buy physical media. Then you have it. 
What don't, a beautiful don't. way to segue to us uh, debuting. We have DVDs with episode I, one through I thirty. Wish, <laughs> I desperately wish. So, like, one of my biggest uh, regrets in life was at one point I had a not massive, but a pretty substantial wrestling DVD collection of Ring of Honor, FIP, and just random other DVDs. And over time, I sold them to like different stores, different people. Oh, I sold it. them at wrestling shows or whatever. And it was shit where it's like, basically, my my train of thought at that point was I have watched all of these so much that I I don't even watch them anymore. They're just collecting space. And I needed money. Fair. That was it. I wish so badly I could go back in time and not do that because a lot of those things are now out of print. I Like, I had several years of Ring of Honor on DVD. Wow. Like, legit years. Like, when I talk about, like, this collection, it was hundreds and hundreds of DVDs. Um, most of them out of print, and they will never be seen again. I had a uh, two-disc set that was a Jeff Peterson cup from Florida. I'm not even sure I know who Jeff Peterson is. <laughs> but, like, Sanjay Dutt's on it, Chris Sabin, Petey Williams, uh, uh, Jimmy Rave. A, a fuck ton of who's who in the independence at that time. In a two-night tournament, this is on DVD. It's in front of, like, maybe 30 people. And those guys are, like, actually working as hard as though they were on television. Or for And yeah. at the time, I got that pay-per-view for, like, or that pay-per-view, that DVD for, like, $8. Probably sold it for 5 And I was like, now I'm like, God, I would, I wish I still had that. Um, so anyways, the reason I bring this up is, if you had the WWE pay-per-views on DVD from the year 2003, and you put them together, the end art on the DVD cases made a collage that said the year 2003, and it was a, a collage of like, like a mural, I guess I would say, of like different stars and different people all edited together perfectly. They, I think they sold it in a box set at one point. That's awesome. I bought these things one by one. That's so I remember awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I remember I had this on a shelf for years, and it would just be like, yeah, you know, DVD, 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 2003. All in one beautiful, like, encompassing piece of artwork. Yeah. And I, I love that shit, and I miss it, and frankly, we're never going to get that back. Yeah. Like, Warner Brothers has said that, like, they're pretty much done making Blu-rays within the next few years. Like, the shit that comes out new is, that'll find its way onto Blu-ray, for sure. Yeah. But, like, anything that's not been put out from, I'm gonna aim very high here and say the year 2000, is probably not getting released on a Blu-ray. It's fucking weird. Uh, recently, um, we were looking for this movie, Stigmata. Came out in like ninety nine, mm-hmm. just a little like low low budget, you know, cool thriller. Yeah, like me and Meg both remember. It's like, yeah, I, I thought I really liked that movie. We both thought that we owned it. Turns out we don't. I used to, but I'm sure I sold it. You know, at some point, mm-hmm. got on Amazon Blu-ray for this movie that, quite frankly, nobody cares about. A hundred dollars. You know why? Because Amazon has two copies of it on Blu-ray. That's it. John Amazon <laughs> only has two copies of it. We found it on a different site on blue on DVD for like five bucks, but yeah. still, like to me, I was like, this is indicative of a bigger problem. Anyways, see that that's kind of <coughs> like how I am with. Uh, I just reach for your diet coke instead of mine. my beer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love how long that silence was. Um, 
Uh, but but uh, so, in the same sort of respect, I I choose to purchase my own music, not my own sure. music, but like all of the music that I support, because I have made music in the past, and it's fucking hard. Yeah. So I like to support and give them slightly more than the pennies that Spotify gives people. Absolutely. For their music, and Dakota has the gall to call me a cuck. For purchasing music instead of streaming it. How dare you? Well, he's not an artist. Or a creator. Fair. So, uh, anyways, my first note on this says, hoard out music. My first note says, did I just see Mr. America? Not yet. But I think it was because this, I think the opening video package had the, this is the biggest, most epic thing ever music that they used to use for everything. I was like, they can't all be this fucking epic. Um, I next note. I love this era of joint pay per views because at this point we're still in kind of the infancy of the brand split. Yeah, and they were doing this really kind of fun thing at this point where it would be like, okay, SmackDown's going to main event this show, but Raw's going to also have a good match on it. Like, and then yeah. they would the next month it would be like Raw's going to main event, but SmackDown's going to do something fun. Like, yeah. they were doing like six man tags with like. The top guys from one brand would be, you know, in a six-man, but the top guys from the other guys' show would be in a title match. You know, whatever. I don't know. I, th- I thought it was a fun concept. Not great, but, you know. So, uh... These lowercase nameplates... Dear God, capitalize their names. I hate it so much. I don't remember this at all. I, it was the first thing I noticed. As soon as I saw a fucking nameplate, yeah. it was all lowercase. Ugh. Fuck yeah, Steve Austin, though. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Praise David. Hell yeah! Oh, hell yeah! Uh, this was a bizarre opening. Yeah. But, but I, I feel like we've said that a lot about pay-per-views from this era. Yeah. It's always like someone who's over comes out and says, this is the pay-per-view that you're at. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not on the show, but I'm going to go up there, sit there in my own skybox and watch the show just like you. In case you bought tickets to this event and you're not entirely clear what it is and somehow you found your way into this arena. (laughs) (laughs) How you doing, Taz? You just drink beer with Taz. I love it. Um. So then we've got this really fucking fun opening match, six man tag, featuring a very young John Cena and and, and? friend of the show, friend returning the show. superstar, who has uh, recently launched a new YouTube channel. I think I mentioned this before. Yeah, we yeah. mentioned this on the okay. show that we have taken full credit for it. Uh huh. Because. Obviously, I mean, we're the ones who brought his popularity back. It is none other than Chuck Palumbo. That's right. (laughs) Charles Palumbo and Jonathan Stamboli got to team with the man who'd be the future GOAT. Now, Uh, can we just talk about, first, before that, we had more poorly aged raps from John. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I always this this one wasn't what I would call super offensive. It though. wasn't the worst I've seen. A lot of good Italian slash mafia slash mob movie references. He references Goodfellas. He references The Godfather. Mm-hmm. Versus <laughs> this is a six man tag. Versus uh, Rhino 
Chris Benoit and Spanky. <laughs> That's right. Y'all might know him as Brian Kendrick. I know him as Spanky. Uh, <laughs> uh. I thought this was super fun. Stan Bully, by the way, is one of those guys where I'm like, man, just shit just did not line up in the right place at the right time for him because it's like, that's the guy that I'm not saying he would have ever been like world champ or anything like yeah. that, but man, oh man, he was super fucking athletic. looked looked like a million fucking bucks, dude. Just yeah. big as a fucking shed, and he was good in the ring. Like he was perfect for stuff. I love that Palumbo wrestles almost this entire match. I think with a blown out cigar in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, at one point, Kendrick just gets busted open with something. Uh, yeah, it gets in, in the mouth, right? In the eye. In the eye, that's <laughs> it, yeah. Um. This was, I, the only note I have besides Kendrick getting busted open is, this was short and fast-paced and my favorite type of chaos. Yeah, this was fun. It's it's yeah. very short. It's, it's what, three minutes? Probably, something like that. that aiming high, it's four. Uh, yeah. There's a very vertical German suplex at one point during Benoit's hot tag, because he's just... Running through people, and at some point, I don't remember if it's Cena or somebody, but basically hooks them for the German and realizes, oh god, there's people in the way. So instead of the like throw across the ring, it's just like, I have you in a waist lock, I'm gonna pick you up, and I'm somehow gonna slam you directly straight down. It's really, really wild stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Moving on. Yeah, next we've this, got a Stone Cold segment. What I have a long and pointless segment here with now, Austin and Bischoff, but fuck yeah, Miller Lite. I love it so much. Really? The amount of beer in that place, the there, chemistry between them. The chemistry the is, is great. So it, it's hilarious. It is It is undeniably funny. It is so funny to me. I don't also, know Also, they're drinking silos. Yeah, they are. They <laughs> like, are. Did you see the wall? There's cases that's what, upon cases of beer. Yeah. Even it's by like, <laughs> even for me and uh, Buns of Steel standards, that's a, that's lot. a lot of alcohol. There. Yeah, <laughs> like, you think you could get through it in a night? No, <laughs> <laughs> really don't. Um, I I don't know. Like it was fun. It was something. It was just long. Um, my next note here: test. Steiner and Stacy feud. The whole thing ended up being so good. They had that unbelievably good video package set to the song uh, Stupid Girl by Cold. It was definitely by Cold. Great video package later in the year. But uh, anyways, oh no! Evil Foreigners! A hot topic in today's wrestling. It's La Resistance versus Test and Scott Steiner. Yeah. Yeah. Also, La Resistance sound a lot of different things, and <coughs> French ain't one of them. <laughs> they, they're not. Well, I like. You, you, they eventually repackaged them as French Canadian, which may have been true. I don't know. Uh, their entrance music is recycled music, by the way. It's the music they used to use for video packages for feuds. If you go back and watch the video package for Taker and Ric Flair from WrestleMania 18. Mm. Yeah, buddy. La Resistance's in, uh, entrance theme. Love That's it. right. I'm at that level of nerd. Um, wow. I have no context for this, but one of my notes just says, Lawler, stop. You're probably accurate. <laughs> Rene Dupree, at the time of this show, 18. Huh? That is correct, no. sir. 
You're lying. No, Don't I'm lie not. Don't lie me ever again. I will walk out of this room. Of the all the records that there are in the world wrestling entertainment, Rene Dupree holds one for being the youngest man to hold the championship of any point of any time. We're not counting Nicholas because he's a fucking bastard. No, no. <laughs> Rene Dupree was tag team champion at the ripe old age of 18. And That's... they won those later this year. I'm going to make the meat to this. <coughs> sick, dude. You should be. Uh, what does it say? A lot of... A lot of... A lot of... A lot of something here. S-H. <laughs> Cher. Shane. Sure. She. I don't know. Whatever. Holy shit. Sure, we'll go with that. Uh, Man, oh man, that boot, though. The one that wasn't supposed to be thrown up in the corner? No, and not that. Okay. Where where Tess audibly goes, what the fuck? <laughs> no, I was talking about the one that Tess hits on Steiner. Uh, oh. That leads to the miscue finish. Yeah. Brother. The kick of death, they called it. Big iron. Big iron. Holy shit. So, I have a note here that says, Scott Steiner is so goddamn gassed up, it looks like it physically hurts him to move. <laughs> it probably does. Um... Also, so this is summer of 03. Steiner came in at the tail end of 02. Has, this was just recently discussed in my household, so I, I, this is still fresh in my mind. January, world championship match against Triple H, which, by the way, spoiler for a future episode, folks, we're doing the Rumble 2003. <laughs> okay. No Way Out 2003. Another world title match. Spoiler for a future, future episode. Folks, we're doing No Way Out 03. One of the most forgotten, unbelievable pay-per-views of all time. Okay. I'm scared. Let me let me tell you what... Okay. Just as a teaser for this future, future episode. No Way Out 03 features... Ahem. Steve Austin versus Eric Bischoff. Okay. <laughs> Hogan versus Rock 2. Ooh, That's okay. right. That yeah. happened. No one talks about it. Triple H versus Scott Steiner 2. Wow. Holy shit. All right. Yeah. <laughs> also has uh, Jeff Hardy versus Chris Jericho in the opener. Anyways, so that's not here or there. But Steiner, world title match, world title match, not on Mania. Something. Now we're here. Tag match against La Resistance, teaming with Test. La Resistance over, and Steiner eats the pin. Jesus Christ. Um, I mean, I enjoyed this a fair bit. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't long, so I'm not offended. But, eh. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I, I felt like this was more to further the test and Steiner angle than yeah. it even was to get La Resistance over. Which, yeah. by the way, guys, there was a time where we started calling them Freedom Fries and Freedom Toast because for some dip shitty reason, the U.S. started to hate France. Oh. Literally had to look this up while re-watching this pay-per-view and now I genuinely cannot remember what the actual reason was. Can't tell you. Freedom onion soup. So they're... Freedom kissing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Alright. Freedom roll bread? 
French roll bread? Is that a thing? What's the French? French? Freedom croissant. Mm. Yes. Well, croissant is French. It's a French word, so so we got to call them freedom quaxin. I don't know. <laughs> you just made that word up. Yeah, well, that's how Tom Holland says croissant, which is... He says croissant as quaxin? Yeah. What? Yeah, I, it, I, I, I watch a lot of interviews, Tom. <laughs> and a lot of people are like, say say croissant. And he's like, quaxin. I'm like... <laughs> That's I'm like that can't be how you actually say that. No, no, that's that 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 would be like saying pronounce Hang on. Pronounce door Atlantic. Uh <laughs> Uh anyways, there's a segment here. That's right. There is a segment here. And I am chomping at the bit. The horse bit. The horse bit and the horse collar. Well, then by all means, take it away. I want to know what your take on this was. Mr. America. What the fuck is going on? What I don't knew, I knew about <laughs> What don't you understand? I knew about this happening. I've never <coughs> seen anything of it until okay. now. I did, however, enjoy this segment. So, uh, it, so this I, is it him is and, and, and Helms, right? Yes. This is actually very funny. Gregory Helms as ace reporter Gregory Helms. Or Shane Helms, right? Is he Shane or Gregory? I think it's Shane Helms. We'll go with that. Meets Mr. America. Your sources tell me you're really Hulk Hogan. Your sources tell me you're really a superhero. They do the Bugs Buddy Daffy Duck. We're checking each other out thing. And they're just like, all right then. My sources are clearly wrong. Right. <laughs> yeah. The, I, I like this segment. I thought yeah. it was Yeah. It was nothing important, but it was funny. Uh, coming up after this, we got us a ladder match. So... It's supposed to be the Guerreros against Team Angle. Uh, Chavo, uh, being Chavo, by chooses, the grace of God, chooses to, and by the grace of God, is injured. Uh, so chooses to be injured. <laughs> he probably was like, you know what? Let's give the audience a reprieve, and injured himself. <laughs> uh, um, they do the pick a partner replacement thing. It's Tajiri. My first note: Tajiri greater than Chavo. Uh, by a hundred miles. Like, can you imagine a world where you're like, you can team with Chavo, or you could team with Tajiri? And I don't even have a joke to say for the person who says Chavo. There isn't one. Eddie picked Tajiri. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck yeah, Tajiri, though. Uh, yeah. This was fun to go back to because I didn't have any memory of it. Uh, yeah. Ugly match. Tajiri dies on that dive assist. Yeah. And then Eddie does a house show dive, and and it looks like he gets all of it, but apparently Shelton just that was clearly standing. clearly an audible that was not communicated. Yeah. Like I think I think Tajiri is supposed to take out both of them. Doesn't Eddie tries to? It, it, it's it's a very confounding little miscue, but yeah. shit Besides happens. That, I enjoyed the. Out of this I enjoyed it. It it is ugly. There there's some rough stuff in this. The handspring back elbow to the ladder. Yeah, knock them both. Oh, that's that was great. So fucking good. Really um, good stuff. Sheldon Benjamin is so underrated. He is, and it's a weird thing where now it's like he's been so underrated for so long that it almost just feels like he's rated. <laughs> like, and I I'm not even trying to make the joke. Like I think that like people have yeah. just come to accept that like, oh fuck yeah, Sheldon's incredible. Like. 
Well, then what are you going to do about it? Don't you, I, exactly. Right? Like, what? now what? Fuck. Like, uh, like, I can I don't see know. that. Like, this is, this is Team Angle, so this isn't even World's Greatest Tag Team yet, and I already can see that Shelton Benjamin is just so fucking good. Yeah. And at this point, they've been on TV, like, less than a year. Yeah. You know, like, like just really fucking great stuff. So, there's this, like, neat little spot where the ladder was set up sideways in the corner, mm-hmm. and Tajiri kicked the ladder into Shelton and then kicked it the other way into, uh... Haas. Haas. Yeah. And... I feel like the crowd did not react as much as they should have. I thought that was fucking awesome. I kind of had a note, too, where I was like, I feel like, for whatever reason, the crowd was not that hot for this, which I don't understand. I liked it a lot. It, it Like, I don't feel like they were dead, but I thought they would have been, like, losing their minds. But, I mean, yeah, it was it was very good. The finish to this will never not make me laugh. So, for those of you who have not seen it, Eddie's up top. Uh, is it Shelton that's behind yes. him? Okay, Shelton is behind him. Tajiri goes up the ladder on the opposite side and blows the mist through Eddie's legs into Shelton's face. He falls down. Eddie grabs the belts. Yay, new tag champs. The replay just makes it look like Eddie is farting, and it's <laughs> hilariously animated straight into Shelton's face, and he just falls <laughs> down. And I like I can remember watching this live when it happened. I think this was in the era where me and my my asshole friends were watching uh, pay per views at Buffalo Wild Wings, mm, okay, uh, in Terre Haute, Indiana, while trying to spend no money, which was hell, I'm sure, for the servers. I didn't realize it then, but you know, whatever. And I just remember watching this, and being like, "That's hilarious." Eddie just won via fart. <laughs> it that's exactly what and it looks like. And that's why they tried it with Natalia all those years later. Oh my god! Yeah, you like. <laughs> It's a great finish, and it yeah. makes sense. But then when you see that one camera angle, it's just a green cloud coming out of Eddie's ass. Like I don't remember Eddie and Tajiri being tag champs ever. I think it was pretty short, because I think not long after this, Chavo came back. So you mean to tell me that WWE chose Los Guerreros over Eddie Guerrero and an objectively better than Chavo wrestler? Correct. And, and the God worst is, to add more more salt into that wound, we didn't even get a good Eddie and Tajiri feud. I think Chavo came back, Eddie beat up Tajiri, and then maybe won a match against him the next week. That's we should have gotten a fucking Eddie-Tajiri yeah, feud. That would have been absolutely incredible. Because then a few months after this, Eddie is United States champion. Mm. So, yeah, we should have... Man, that's a fucking missed opportunity right there. God damn it. But, okay, so this fucking segment with Stone Cold and Bischoff, this is yes. my favorite one of the night. <laughs> is this the one where he somehow cons him into eating jalapenos? No, that's that... the next okay. one. This one is, here, take a beer. And he goes, I'm sorry. <laughs> Drink that again for me. And he takes, like, he's taking baby sips, right? Mm. <laughs> and he stops the whole show. He's, he opens the window and he takes a microphone. He's like, "Hey, everybody, watch this. What? Take a drink of that beer." And he takes a right. little sip. Now, did you see? Did you see that? Did you, take take another one. <laughs> he makes him drink the beer. He's like, "This is how you drink a beer." And then he chugs it. And in that reference, I'm gonna go get another beer. But uh, yeah, sure, fine, whatever. <laughs> oh, I guess man. I got a vamp now. But for some reason, this was my favorite one of the night. It was just so fucking funny to to see. Bischoff, just take like what I would call a normal drink, and Stone Cold's like, 
the fuck are you doing? That's not how you drink a beer. Now, okay, we referenced this earlier, the chemistry between these two on camera. Mm-hmm. Which they both have then individually said was very good, which it was. Do you think it would have been weird to be like, oh, hey, remember like 11 years ago when I fired you? Or, hey, remember 11 years ago when you fired me? Well, now we have to go do this comedy bit on this pay-per-view. Oof. Which... Yeah. But, if you're Austin, maybe it's like, hey, remember 11 years ago when you fired me and I became the biggest thing of all fucking time? Yeah. But then if you're Bischoff, it's like, remember remember 11 years ago when I fired you and now my company's out of business and you became the biggest thing of all time? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> also, shout out to this girl that's like serving them beer and food that I was like, did she ever become a diva? Nope. But, Good uh, night, easily could have. Big fan over here, guys. Just saying. Dear Lord. So then there's this promo uh, with Chris Jericho and Roddy Piper. Loved it. Me too. Loved it. Was <laughs> Loved like, every yeah. bit of it. So good. This is the type of shit they would not do now. I feel like this was done because Jericho was like, Please let me do a segment with Piper. Yeah. Uh, also, I just recently saw, uh, because it's circulating around again, thanks to our friend of the show, Kurt Stallion, mm. uh, Piper, Sting, and Medusa on Bill Maher's show from way back when. Way well, this back sounds when. sounds like an impossible fever dream. I'll show it to you when we're done here. It's incredible. Because oh, Bill Maher is trying to troll them, and Piper completely owns him. It's in, it, it's so great. Um, yeah, great promo here, though, between Piper and Jericho. Yeah. The, uh, oh, man, there was there was one line in particular that got me. where he's, or It's something where it's like, you, man, I got to give you credit, man. You took Piper's Pit, one of the greatest shows in the history of wrestling, and ripped it right off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, it's real good. Um, the youth of Jericho here. Yeah. Look, looking. Just. 18 in a day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, after this, we have a battle royal for the, we're bringing it back, IC title. Woo! So, my note here says, let's talk. The Intercontinental Championship. Mm-hmm. Your take on this, I'm interested in hearing. What is your basic overall take on the Intercontinental Championship? Because of... I, I'm asking because, like, different era, age bracket, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, like, for me, the Intercontinental Championship, whenever I see that, or whenever I hear that, of course, I think of the white strap one. That's like the Miz and Hell and all that stuff. Which is fascinating because... If you ask people older, they think of that as just, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. But Cody brought that back. Yeah. Okay, so I'm sorry, go on. But, um, so to me, that was always like, I always thought of it like, I guess it's maybe because people told me it was, or maybe I thought of myself, but I was a very young person, so I was impressionable. Mm-hmm. impressionable. I always thought of that as the work rate belt, I guess, for lack of a better Right. Term. Right, and, uh. Those were always, like, my favorite matches yeah. um, growing up, because fuck yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. I always I always thought, whether subconsciously or consciously, I always thought that the IC 
and the United States. However, they both being mid card, I always thought the IC meant more. <laughs> the, that's the always States. how it's been positioned. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that's basically my basic take on it. So like, that's awesome to hear because it's very similar to mine. So like, when I got back into wrestling, basically at Jera, it was very much okay. We have our tiers, right? Your top guys get that world title shit. But below that is the IC title. But the IC title, that's for guys that wrestle. Yeah. You know, and that was... So for me, my favorite IC title is that late Attitude Era where it's the oval shape with the blue that's on it. That's definitely my I, second favorite. Beautiful championship. Easily. Well, it might be my favorite. It's not the one I think that's, of, but it might be my favorite. Controversial thing. That's my favorite belt design of all time. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Take that. The Undisputed Championship? Yep. Mm. It's that splash of blue on it. I don't know what it is. I love it. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a professional person. I have this set on omnidirectional still from when we um, had other people on the show. Mm -hmm. So let me set it to bi-directional so maybe you might be able to fucking hear me now. Okay. Well, how far are we in? Uh, 45 minutes. Jesus Christ. I apologize for that. Ha <laughs> ha! Uh, no, that's my favorite belt design of all time, and if you get, okay, going on a nerd tangent here. Okay. The original concept of the Intercontinental Championship was basically forever ago when it was, hey, we run these shows and they draw more if we have our world title and our world champion on the card, mm -hmm. but we can't have our world champion on the card all the time. Okay. Let's create another title that is equal Whoa. to the world title. Okay. So that then, in essence, hey, we can run in Hoboken, New Jersey, with the world champion on top of the card, but we can then also run in Albany, New York, on the same day with the Intercontinental Champion on the card, and in essence, draw an equal number of fans and make an equal amount of fantastic money. That Fair was the, the original concept of it. Obviously, then, the business evolves and changes, mm -hmm. so it basically becomes your second tier. Well, that's fine. It gives people something to fight for, but then, at that era, it was your Ultimate Warriors, your Rick Roods, you know, whatever, where it was like, okay, you win the Intercontinental title, that's fantastic. The moment you lose that, you're basically losing upward. And yeah. now, you're getting to that main event you know, level. And some guys did and some guys didn't, but it was always viewed as like, these guys are on par with the guys on top. And I don't think it was ever a conscious decision to make it the the, the workers title. Yeah. But it really always kind of sort of was. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, so Pat Patterson, guys, I'm doing air quotes here. Won it in a tournament in Rio de Janeiro. Why the air quotes, Tom? Are you telling me that didn't happen? I would never say or imply such a thing. Okay. But Patterson at that point was an incredible worker. And he was over as fuck. So clearly that's, you know, the guy that you do this with. But then you go through, like, the history of it. And for a while it would be like, like, your your Kurt Hennigs, your Scott Halls, your Bret Hart's, your Shawn Michaels. Your guys that were, like... Yeah, they could easily be on top of the card, but they're right here for right now, and they are just tearing it up. Yeah. And to me, that's what that belt means. So, 
the, the history of the IC title video package I thought was fucking awesome. Oh, it was great. And they had merged it with the world title like six or eight months prior to this. So they're just really... Man, you're back. Uh, I know it. <laughs> you're, you're lower back. Uh, yeah, and I hated, by the way, when they did that. I hated when they merged the belts. Yeah. I wanted... I didn't want the IC belt to go away. So this, I didn't know it ever did. Yeah. This is all brand new to me. They did this uh, big title merging thing when they split the brands. That sounds stupid. So If anything, okay. you'd need more belts. <laughs> okay, real quick. So the original concept of the brand split, which okay. I actually think was a good one, was going to be, you've got Raw over here, you've got SmackDown over here. Your world champion is on both shows. That's why he's the undisputed champion. Okay. Over here you have the U.S. title. Over here you have the IC title. Your tag champions, I think originally we're going to go to both as well. Mm-hmm. That's that. Okay. I'm here for it. This then gets completely bastardized, and now we have what we have where you can barely be employed in WWE without having a championship. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, they they got rid of the IC belt for a while because it was going to be, you have the WWE title over here and the World Heavyweight title over here, and that's that. Each show has their own tag titles. That's that. So then they bring back the IC belt, and they end up bringing back the US belt on SmackDown, you know, whatever. But... The only thing about this that I really didn't like was the idea was supposed to be, oh, this Battle Royal is all former Intercontinental Champions and Booker T. <laughs> and they, they did this weird thing where basically Austin was like, yeah, I think he deserves to be in it. And I was like, as a fan, I was like, there's an easy way to explain this because they hadn't brought back the U.S. title yet. Yeah. You could have easily just said, yeah, Booker was the U.S. champion WCW. We merged the U.S. title and the IC title, so we're going to put him in. Sounds easy enough. That that took four seconds, <laughs> and, and s- it only infuriates me more because, um, no, never mind. I don't even know what I was going to say, but yeah, that makes a lot more sense than just, just hey, we'll put him it. in there. That just makes Booker look like shit. It's just like. Yeah, all right. Yeah, he never won this belt, but uh, I feel like he should have. <laughs> Today's your day. Okay. Um, and then he loses. <laughs> right. Also, I'm, I'm going to say this. AEW has perfected battle royals. Mm, okay. They make their fucking battle royals entertaining and fun, and there's stakes and there's relevance. Uh, this this was fine. I, I enjoyed this uh, battle royal if... For nothing else than like the final four or on. Sure. I thought it was that that was fucking awesome. Jericho. His yeah. elimination is so fucking good. It's great. It is so good. He goes for the lion salt, Christian turns his back and shoves him. Yeah. It's so and his cell on it is so he is he, devastated. What the fuck? Like, he is devastated. Jericho's great gear here. Yes. Like, his facial hair could be better. Oh, definitely. <laughs> uh he had the the goatee at this point, right? No, it was just or just like the sh- beard, the but like his mustache was more defined. I was like, I don't like That's Jericho right. okay, with a mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to not do that. Uh, Christian with his forgotten theme music here. Not, not the Bohemian Rhapsody. 
version. Yeah. That he only used like twice ever, which if you can find that shit on YouTube, it's fucking great. Um Yeah, this was this was fun, uh good heel heat for Christian. The next night comes out with his haircut, new look, all of it. Wow. Yeah. That's fun. Yep. Fun fact, Tom cannot do a spinner rooney. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> Several times. I got half of one once. There you go. That's yes. all you need. I got a spinner. Uh, <laughs> someday I'll get that Rooney. <laughs> Mickey. Uh, Mickey Rooney. <laughs> thank you. God damn it. My next note here just says, such a horny promo. What happens here? It's something oh. about Sable and Tori looking at each other and being like, God damn uh, it. Uh, uh. God damn it, dude. Ugh. This feud went on... For what seems like ages. Yeah. Because we've covered a number of pay-per-views from the 03 and 04. That it seems like this has been happening. They're just... They're 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 married to each other. They wouldn't have allowed that at the time, but like... <laughs> good lord. Uh, my f- fucking next note on this. God damn it. Okay, so where we're going with this is... This is Sable versus Tori in a bikini contest. This is, my note here just says, this is Sable's first ever triannual whore off. Uh, Jesus Christ. That's what this was. I know it was. There was a feud for the, there was a build. But, but what? There was a, there was a fucking video package, To Tom. what end? Like, okay. To no end. The bizarre live entrance for Tori with, uh. Lillian Garcia. Garcia. Yeah, I was yeah. like, why? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Sable has been manufactured. Yep. <laughs> these these bikini contest fucking Playboy pillow fight, whatever the fuck you want to call it, these are always my least favorite part of the show. Call me insane for trying to watch wrestling on a wrestling show. I don't come here for tits. But okay, I'd I, go to Google for that. But Google? Well, yeah, I mean the internet, but okay. basically Google and the internet is synonymous at this point. X videos, XXN. I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> Pornhub. I know tube. these names <laughs> better than I know my own grandma's name. Homegrown Simpson stuff. Uh, I think I, you should leave approved approved for season two. I know. Uh, um, no, it's when is it coming out? July sixth. I want to say it's July sixth. July sixth. That's so right. Close. Might take the day off work. I'm not kidding. Uh, if I take the day off work, can we watch it together? 110% yes. Yes. I cannot wait to be like, yo, I can't come to work today. Why? <laughs> TV show on Netflix. Gotta watch it repeatedly. Yeah. You want to get drunk and just watch that whole season? Yes. Is it all coming out at once? It's a Netflix show. Of course it is. Fair enough. Uh. Anyways... <laughs> We just set up plans here. Let me let me set my alarm tomorrow to to make remember to take off. My next note here, by the way, because Taz is the one emceeing this bikini contest. Just said, and based on his like reactions to everything, just says, "No man has ever been named Peter more than Taz." What? His real name is Peter Sinertia. What? Oh my god. Did you not know this? No. Hey, Peter. Hey, Peter. I heard you're a human suplex machine. <laughs> Why don't you get over here and try to suplex me, you son of a bitch? 
<laughs> God damn it. No, like, just the way that he reacts to these women, I'm like, you're, yeah, your name is Peter. Hey, Peter. Dude. By the time the entrances were done, I was like, all right, this has been given too much time. I, I was not horned up for this until maybe the very end, but up until that, I was completely flaccid. Before the match... Why did I say that? Why did I say that? Before this, the, the, the contest even started, yes. I said, Tori 100% wins this, right? She Can we agree to. on this? She has to. Taz explains this as each person will get 15 seconds to disrobe and show their bikini off. Each person gets a minute and a half. Like. <laughs> um, I'm like, this is way too. This is way longer than 15 seconds. Jerry Lawler's over there having a fucking coronary. I will. Okay, I will say this. Not the first one, but the second time that they cut to Lawler, and he is just pouring sweat, wide-eyed, grabbing Jr. by the shirt collar and like pulling on it. I laughed. <laughs> I I laughed very hard at that. The idea that he would be grabbing another man, being like, "Look at these fucking women!" Like, God, I hate him so much. My, my last note on this is, this is absurd. Uh, it is. Which I've said many times before about these type of things. Absolutely. I just hate these type of things. If I wanted to be horned up, I wouldn't go to a live event. That's another, yeah, there, uh, that's something I've always kind of been curious about with shit like this, where it's like, there are children there. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're a fucking parent, and you bring your kid to that, one, you should be ashamed. <laughs> and two, what do you say? <laughs> What right. say you, sir? Correctly. Uh, so next we've got another one of these Bischoff-Austin segments. Uh, my note here just says, Bischoff has achieved Tom on a Sunday, but in 90 minutes. Because at this point, he's in this like, Oh, God, I've drank and ate so much I can't function. I'm like, I feel your pain. The The, the show's not been on that Well, long. maybe you he's a lightweight. Maybe he's a lightweight. Oh, he's a bitch. I, I felt like... What? You're just going to say that directly to my face? Maybe, what, the, Eric Bischoff is a bitch? You implied that lightweights are bitches. Well, you're not big. <laughs> 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 so, anyway, what I was saying is they set it up that he's not a beer guy. in a state on a Sunday. Uh, what? They set it up that he's not a beer guy, so maybe Correct. it hits him really right. hard. I think this is the one with the jalapenos, by the way. Uh, it is, because my next note here just says, this is some Three Stooges level of comedy, where it's like, oh god, you're in trouble, eat this, and he just puts his hand into a jar of jalapenos and eats them. It's like, yeah, this'll help. Dude, okay. You, like, if, look at what you're doing, Bischoff. If it hadn't have been Eric Bischoff and Stone Cold, I would have hated this. Sure. But I don't know what it is about them two on screen together that's just funny to me. They had great chemistry, and... Hey man, Three Stooges level of comedy isn't necessarily bad. Yeah, yeah. I laugh at the Three Stooges. This was, this was entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next note just says Piper ruled, Sean O'Hare ruled, Sean O'Hare swinging a miss. How though? I feel like I it's, it's impossible. I feel like it would be if you have the ball on the tee and you're using a fucking tennis racket to hit it, <laughs> and you fucking somehow miss. And and the rules of the game state. Make the ball move. <laughs> you, you don't even have to round the bases. Like, yeah. <laughs> which, I've always heard the argument that, like, oh, the devil's advocate thing, how does that translate in ring? He just has matches, and then cuts promos before and after. That's how. 
It what doesn't the, necessarily like, have to be, like... I, I don't know, like... How does Seamus being Irish translate in ring? It fucking doesn't. Well, he just has matches. All right, you never <laughs> pin me, fella. Why don't we have a fight? Holy oil, shit, he's oil Irish. Fight him. Oil fight him. Oh, fight him. Yes, he will fight him. Like, god damn it. Um. Anyway. <laughs> the leg bit, though. What? Piper ripping off, quote, that fans... Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Uh, also, I do have a note here that says my amputee story, which I think I've told you this, but I... Yes, I, it I, is. Yeah. Th- what more beautiful segue than Go to set ahead. this up and to tell it on here. Go ahead. It's a great story. Once upon a time, having a show in Iowa, and while we're setting up the ring and everything, this young gentleman comes up to me, and uh, I was having a... Um, some sort of a street fight or a no DQ, some sort of a gimmick match with uh, Shane Hollister. And we're setting the ring up and everything, and this guy comes up to me, and he goes, Hey man, during your match night, if you want to use my leg for a weapon, you can. And I assume he's a trainee or something, and I don't understand what he's saying. And I'm like, well, what? Like, what? Do you, what I don't understand. What do you mean? He goes, if you want to use my leg and, like, hit Shane with it or something, like, you know, you, you can do that. That's cool with me. And I go, I don't understand. What are you talking about? <laughs> Because it's a very confusing thing to say. Yeah. He then pulls his pants leg up. He has a prosthetic leg on one side. I'm like, oh my god. Which I didn't know. Yeah. Really. The dude's walking around helping us set up a fucking ring. Yeah. So I go, hey man, for me, that's very good heel heat. But I think it's better if I go to hit Shane and then the good guy hits me. So then it's like, fuck you, bad guy, yay, good guy. He's mm-hmm. like, sure. So what I did know was this guy had started training. I don't think he ever saw it through, but he started training to be a, a wrestler. So I grab Hollister and I go, yo, this kid wants me to hit you with his prosthetic leg. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, I, I, you know, we, we talk it out. And basically, the concept was that during my entrance, this guy's going to give me some shit. I give it back to him. So, so, so far as the fans know, this is just a, a, a fan. This is just a kid in yeah. the front row. And during the match, at some point, somehow, he'd get in it with me, I'd get in with him, blah, blah, blah. We push, we push. I pull his leg off. And he was like, yeah, there's a button up here where it, you know, disconnects or comes undone, you know, whatever. And I go, hey, man, just to make sure this goes easy, you got to hit that button. And he's like, okay, cool. So then the plan is, I'm going <laughs> to rip this guy's prosthetic leg off, <laughs> brag about it, which I'm like, okay, this is some evil shit, right? You're an evil person, Christian Rose. I go to hit Shane Hollister. He ducks it, blocks it, whatever. He takes it from me, boots me in the head, gives the prosthetic back to this kid. Yay, he's a fucking good guy. And then we... Wrap it up. Yeah. After that, because where where do you go from there? Yeah, right. Exactly. Sounds so, easy enough. Right. And everything went according to plan, except for the crowd's reaction, <laughs> because the moment that I took that prosthetic leg off of that kid, and he did everything perfectly. I I wish I knew his name. I I, I wouldn't know it now if I had a gun to my head. The moment I took that leg off and held it up over my head, thinking they're going to be like boo. Boo, fuck you. It was just quiet. 
And th- that whole place, and they had a very good crowd there that night. They were just like, oh no. And I was like, huh, well, time for me to try to hurt Shane Hollister with this leg. <laughs> and Shane, we, we do the whole deal, and he bumps me with it, and, and they kind of did react to that. And then Shane gives it back to the kid, but it wasn't like a, yeah, this good guy did a good thing, and we love him now for it. It was more just like, thank God. And it's a gigant, I, I, it's a thing where I'm like, I don't even know if I want to, I mean, it's a swing and a miss, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 like, we got to the back, and, like, dude in charge is like, what the fuck, guys? Because, like, no, no lie, it, it kind of killed the match. Like, it took all the wind out of the sails of the crowd. We were on last. Yeah. So then the show kind of ended on this like and but he won. The good guy still won. Shane Hollister won. Mhm. And <laughs> it was just like fuck. You know what I mean? Like uh, on paper, I don't think anyone would have said, "Hey, don't do that." Yeah. I think it would have been worse if I'd said, "Yeah, I'm going to take this prosthetic leg." Beat the shit out of Shane Hollister with it and then win. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> that would have been fucking awful. But man, that crowd just—they did not want to see that. And uh, yikes! <laughs> mm, I don't even know how I would react if I were a fan and saw that. Because like also, me thinking about it now, I feel like that makes perfect sense. Sure, it's also insane to me to think that like. This wasn't what I'm going to call that long ago. This would have been like 2012, 2013, at best 2014. Yeah. The idea that people kind of thought that what they were seeing was like real. It, you know what I mean? Yeah. As, as if yeah. like, how would I have known? The kid's wearing long jeans. Like, yeah. at first glance, I fucking didn't know. And he was helping us set up and tear. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, big big miscalculation on our part. So, are we ready to get to the match? Yep. Roddy Piper versus Mr. America. Yep. So my first note on this is the last time I saw a match between Roddy Piper and Hulk Hogan, it was an older match. They were younger. Yeah. And and it was awful. So yeah. to say that I am looking forward to this match would be an insult to the words looking forward. <laughs> I, at the time, hated the Mr. Amer- Mr. America thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was out of place. It was several decades too late. Yeah. And especially because we're coming off the heels of Mania 19, where it's like, Vincent Hogan in this very well done, well built feud about like who created Hulkamania, and it's that like blurred line between you know yeah. which side of the curtain, blah blah, and then now we're doing this thing that is hokey as shit. You know what I hated most about Mister America? Hmm. I get the idea that it's like, well, yeah, it's obviously Hulk Hogan. Sure. You couldn't at least change the fucking music. Nope. It's just Hulk Hogan's theme. But I, I think that... I, I won't argue that. Like, just I, come I, out to the fucking national anthem. Yeah, why not? Anything. Anything. Literally anything. Uh, like, it, it's funny to me just because, like, it's so hokey. Yeah. And it's so over-the-top and absurd. And I get that, but, like, but that's the point yeah. of what it is. But even then, like, yeah, man, I'm with you. Where it's like, 
okay, if the funny thing is that, like, any person on Earth can see that that is Hulk Hogan. He, same mannerism, same match, same promo. Yeah. All of it, to your end, the same music. But for some reason, Vince McMahon can't prove this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I understand that it's the thing where it's like, we, the audience, are supposed to just be along for this ride. Yeah. By the way, when we get to it, I want to tell you the payoff to this, by the way, because it's fucking awful. Uh, but yeah, like, this match... I, I love Piper, you know, but yeah, this this ain't great. I Piper said, doesn't move well here. I said, um, this is old. Yeah, and, and not like as in this is a match that we should have seen this many years ago because a it ha- it, it it is, but mostly what I mean is it's. Dude, fucking Hogan keeps winning bingo, and Piper's like, I want to win bingo this time. And Hogan win- wins bingo again. It's a fight over bingo at the fucking retirement home, and it's sad. It is, yeah. <laughs> it's also weird to see Piper at this age and in the state, because he don't look good. Yeah. And he's still moving better than Hogan. Fair. I'll give you that. And that, and that don't mean good. Yeah. Uh, Love Mr. America's gear here, though. I will say that. Yeah. You know what I fucking hate the most about this match? Hmm. They are they are doing so much cheating behind the ref's back. Yeah. And then blatantly hitting each other with leather belts. Uh-huh. Where's the line? Oh, okay. So I actually do have a thing about this. So Hogan did that his entire run. Even as peak babyface Hogan, he would occasionally beat the shit out of someone with his belt. And here is... Guys, you can't see his face right now, but it, it's just slack-jawed, wide-eyed, what? This is the bullshit explanation that they used to use to get away with this. Well, it is part of his gear. So then I'm sitting here like, so why don't the Road Warriors wear their spiked shoulder pads during their match and just impale people? Why not come to the ring wearing a helmet, take it off, and just cave a man's skull in with it? <laughs> that I, I'm not lying. That was the thing. They were like, well, so it's dumb. part of Hogan's gear, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, even in Hogan Rock, they do shit with the belt. It's stupid. It's, it's, it's so fucking stupid. Um, I hate that. But they fucking did it. Like, I always wondered, like, okay... If I wear boots, and you and me are having a match, if I take my boot off and I hit you with it, is that a DQ? I don't know. Exactly! But if I have my boot on and I kick you... It's the finish. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> um, so, my last... This match is not even really over. Yeah, my last note about this that I feel... It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I I didn't hate it nearly as much as that Steel Cage match we watched in that WCW show. Yeah, that that that's real bad. That, I didn't hate it nearly as much shit. as that one. Yeah. But it's still not great. Um, shout out to uh, Zach Gowan. Yeah. Good dude. Uh... Remember when the wrong one-legged wrestler got signed? I didn't know there was more than one. Oh, shit. So basically, Zach Allen was making some 
buzz on the indies. Okay. Because he's a one-legged fucking wrestler. Correct. At the time, working under the name Tenacious Z. Love that. Yep. They hear about this in the Fed, and Vince basically tells John Laurinaitis, Get out there and get me this one-legged wrestler. Turns out there's some other dude in Florida, worker with one leg, who's, like, much older and not nearly as good. Laurinaitis signs him. Then they see him, and it's like, This isn't who I was talking about. I want that kid with the one leg that can do a moonsault. Huh? Had to fire that guy. Oh, no. Then go get Zach Gallen. Oh, Gow- no. Then go get Zach Gallen. Imagine being told, hey, we're letting you go. Why? What did I do wrong? Nothing. We wanted the other guy. <laughs> we thought you were the only one. Oh, no. Yeah. That's, that's a true awful. story. Uh, yep. So, are we moving on? Yeah, let's move on. Triple H versus Kevin Nash. I'm pretty sure they did this three times on pay-per-view. Because I know they do this, and I know they do the one in the cell. And I feel like there was another, maybe it was a six-man. I can tell you one thing specifically about this match. Yes. I'm going to die not knowing who the fuck the heel was. Fair. Because, man, oh, man, they tried so hard to get Nash over as that face, and it just didn't take. Trips, this purple gear, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) This is part of his horse shit, I'm Ric Flair in the late 80s cosplay era. God damn it. It's bad. I was fine fine with the purple tights with the black boots. But when he got purple boots, I'm like, you're fucking going way too far. That's your deal breaker? You're going way too far. I didn't like the purple gear. Throw all of it in the fucking garbage. I agree, but... The purple boots was like, all right, did come on, man. Did he at one man. point have red tights and red boots? I don't know about the red boots, but he did have red tights. Throw them in the river. Them. Throw them in the fucking river. I didn't hate them. The 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 only time I'll allow it is the white tights with white boots that he did have. That sounds fucking badass. It was fine. When a wrestler who wears mostly black wears mostly white for a match, I'm okay with it. I'm jazzed up. <laughs> he is double fisting. I'm jazzed up, especially Orton at sure. 37. Sure, absolutely. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't have context for this, but I have a note here that just says, Earl, you piece of shit. I have an, two notes on this entire match. There's a lot of old talent here in 03. Yep. And I'm talking, okay, and these guys went on to have much longer and better runs, so I'm not trying to shit on these guys specifically. This is 2003. And we're still leaning on Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, Kevin Nash. All guys who would go on to do better shit, for sure. But even here, a lot of people at the time were like, these guys are past their peak. You know what I mean? Which sounds like, insane to me. Sure. But you got to think, like, in 03, yeah, no, people yeah. are saying Flair's peak was in 89. Well, that's probably In fair. 03, people are saying Michael's peak was in 97. <laughs> Little which, did they know. Sure. In 03, people are saying Nash's peak was in 95. Could be, I don't know. Or maybe not 95, maybe like 98 in WCW. But like... <coughs> excuse me. But like, yeah, like... It... I don't know. It was there. there I understood, I understood what they were trying you know what I mean? Yeah. 
it just didn't swing and a miss, man. There were three big boots. Yeah. Does Kevin Nash do anything other than a big boot? He does a big boot, he does a sidewalk slam, he does the power bomb, and he does the shit in the corner where he uh, elbow uh, size you up with the hands up thing that I'm doing right now that no one yeah. can see, and then big elbow. Um, he does that the, knee the, to the, the gut. Knee. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Kevin Nash. That is the Nash. As as Berna likes to do the pump Nash. Yes. Which I love. Um But uh yeah, I mean the it, it just made fucking Triple H look sympathetic and It really did, but the thing and it it's so stupid because the thing they were going for was the cowardly heel running away from the unstoppable baby face. It did not come across that way at it all. It didn't at all. <laughs> it did not. It, Nash looks like an unrelenting asshole, and Triple H looks like someone who just wants to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, uh, the jackknife through that table. Oh, boy. Rough. Terrifying. Rough stuff. Rough stuff. Not great. I hate the jackknife. Really? I hate it. It in, looks in what, like... From what context. I just, it looks so lazy. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can get that, like... It looks like, no matter if you're my best like, friend or not, I'm going to drop you on your skull, and I'm sorry about it. But you've it. come up with, like, the Batista bomb, where it's like, you f- you sit out, and you follow through, and you drive this guy down. Yeah. Back then, well, not even back then, six years prior to this, when he was in WCW and was going over with it, and even prior to that in the Fed, it was just kind of like, that guy's seven feet tall, and he picks people up and then just drops them. So the idea is like, the guy's falling from eight, nine feet in the air. Yeah. By wrestling logic. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like. Okay. And, and then, that's it. But I, I mean, I can understand. Like to me, that move just got eclipsed by better versions of it later on. You, yeah. you see Taker do the last ride. Oh, dude. And then it's like. Fuck your jackknife. You know what I mean? Where it's like Not only does he get him up on his shoulders. It just he fucking up, lifts up them even higher up. and then just I'm gonna throw you. Yeah. Like To me that's the best version of a power bomb ever. That's probably fair. That's probably yeah. fair. I do have a discussion that I want to go on uh, off air, unless you want to do it here. Let's do it here. Alright. So I was thinking earlier about if we had an episode uh, that was just like wrestling debates that we could debate just bring One, the heat 110% one of the things i was thinking about which we could just talk about here you 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 stated the last ride is the best version of the pile dr- or power bomb yes. which i agree with if you take a standard power bomb who has the best just regular ass power bomb mm. cuz with me i'm between eddie and and benoit Oh, because they, they would do so those fucking good. Drive the guy down. Yeah. Uh, uh, we used to call it the wild bomb. Mm, okay. Just like, fuck you, type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, those guys are up there. Bradshaw. Okay. I'd have to look at it. But Underrated. Yeah. But that that was another guy where he would do that, and it very much felt out of anger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, we, you, you know what? Let's pledge to doing that. At let's some let's point. pledge to at some point breaking the format again, and we're just going to do debates. Which I, I am, uh, and let's set I'm up the excited. format. Well, we will volley. Okay, one of us throws one out. We yell. <laughs> the, other, the other one throws one out, and we just right. 
Yeah, that sounds right, good. Cool. Sounds great. Uh, let's not talk about this match anymore, though. Um, yeah. Uh, Bischoff, Bischoff, fuck yeah, wings. Bischoff pukes. Yeah. Which is funny. Yeah, that's that's funny. I like the I, I like the idea that believe. they zoom in to Stone Cold so you can't see Bischoff putting yeah. whatever the puke is in his mouth. Yeah, love it. Still cannot believe that Homegirl did not get hired as a diva. Yeah, I don't know. Just checking all the boxes. Uh, next up we got us a four way for the women's title. Um, note here says this should be great based on who's in it. Mm-hmm. Trish Stratus, Jacqueline, Victoria, and Jazz. Yep. Uh, I like this. I it was I, fine. I like this a lot. Yeah. I was, Very I was major up pace. for it. Yeah, um, Trish eats hell hard mm. on that. She goes for the stratisfaction. She gets yep. shoved over the top. My note here says, eats. "Holy shit, that bump!" Yeah, uh, the crowd does not care. I I want to bring up the diva spot. Yeah. So this used to be a thing on pay per views, especially in this era, where I think that their quote unquote company logic. Well, we're putting the women on late in the show because we value them. You're putting them on before the main event because you know nobody cares. So you're cooling your audience down before you knock it out of the park yeah. with your main event. Me and my friends used to literally refer to like the pre-main spot as the diva spot. Mm-hmm. It kind of sucks that that was ever a thing. Yeah, but dude, but good uh, match though. Yeah, I I really liked this match. All right. <laughs> now we're up last. Here we go. Uh, the ra- I want to real quickly because they talk about it in the video package, which I thought was actually expertly done. The Big Show slamming Ray into the post on the stretcher spot. Dude. Which is such an insane thing. Supposedly Big Show got a lot of heat backstage for not, quote, protecting Ray on it better. And it's like, I kind of get that, but at the same time, like, how, how? much can you... What a bonkers spot in the first place. The idea that, like, oh, this man is strapped to a backboard. I'm going <laughs> to swing him like a bat. Yeah. Into a ring post. Great stuff. Great stuff. Love it. Uh, good build for this. I thought it made sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lesnar with a rare good promo line of, if you want to bully somebody, try to bully me. I, I, I'm I a mark for stupid, simple. Yeah. That's not well-written shit. Like, I love it, though. And I, I have a note here that says, I love rare gimmick matches. Mm-hmm. They put over that it's been 17 years since this had been done. Yeah. And the last one was with Andre the Giant. Yeah. So that's a little cheeky bit of giantism. What, I don't know what this dance is that you're doing, but I yes. I don't know. Um, so I don't have very many notes on this match because I was watching it most of the time. But I do have some. This is peak big show to me. Okay, because okay, you've you've talked about your favorite Big Show is Big Show in the black Wranglers. Yeah, this is not that Big Show. I was but, gonna say but, he's not wearing them pants here. But this is peak Big Show. Okay, I think was it O two was when he was doing that. I think. Yep. He I think he had only recently ditched them. Mm-hmm. At this point. But like, as far as Big Show goes, my favorite look is always going to be them black Wranglers. <laughs> Real comfortable gear <laughs> so but but as far as like Big Show goes as far as like character and in ring mm-hmm. and stuff I think this is peak Big Show he he was really kind of clicking on all cylinders at this point yeah yes shape Brock Lesnar dude shape <laughs> looking like a fucking 
gigantic embryonic baby monster. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I loved this match. It was great. great I, I good love brawl. it so much. Yeah. Uh, they used the stretchers. It mm-hmm. was ugly. It was yeah. a fucking fight. I love the Ray run in at the end. The finish. The the finish is incredible. Uh, Lesnar driving through the set on that forklift, <laughs> dude, and seemingly not really knowing what he's doing. By the way, he drives that forklift like it's <laughs> about a third the size that it is. Yeah, he drives it like he learned how to drive a forklift. 12 minutes before he's driving that forklift, <laughs> which might be what It happened. might be true. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the, the quote, dive? Dude, uh, off the top of the forklift? Yeah. Dude, the distance. Yeah. Great stuff, what man. A, what Great a, stuff. I've never seen a yak fly. <laughs> I've seen a horse fly. I've seen a house fly. I've seen a dragon fly. What is this from? Dumbo. <laughs> oh, okay. But I've never seen an elephant fly? Exactly. Okay, fair enough. Those unbelievably racist crows. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Big Show never Have you takes... Have seen Dumbo? No. Holy shit, brother. <laughs> you need to see Dumbo. Shit's an hour and 15 minutes long. You've got time. Got to. Got to. Berna. I don't Berna. Know brought There's him that. Got yet. to. Yeah. Shoot, watch Dumbo. Praise Dale. Drink with a mouse. Big Show never takes a face bump on an F5. Not he one did, time. He, no, no. He what? did the very first time that they did it. Really? In the match where Big Show uh, and Heyman fuck Brock out of okay. the belt. He takes it clean as shit on his face. And every time after that, somehow he rolls in the air and lands on his back. But that first huh. time, he actually does take it correctly, but I, I I know what you're talking about. Then there were times where it just would look like a, a shitty Death Valley driver. Yeah. Um, but, dude, <laughs> I, I loved this match. I loved the imagery of, of Big Show being super high up on that forklift, mm-hmm. and Brock Lesnar on top of it as well, mm-hmm. with holding up the belt. Love that. Love that a lot. Great stuff. Uh, Big yeah. Face Brock ruled, man. Yeah. Weird, but like, I love I, it. I, I can't. I, if he does come back, God, just bring us back, Babyface Brock. Why not? We haven't had it in so long. Babyface Brock versus Heel Roman. Why? Sure, do that. And Roman finally fucking beats Brock Lesnar. Give me fucking Babyface Brock versus Bob Lash. I want to see Brock Lesnar shine in 2021. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Put some. Put put a rub on a young and up and coming like. <laughs> He's the next big, big thing, you know. The next, next big thing. Um, Correct. So, would you recommend this pay-per-view, though, overall? I would. Yeah. I like the show a lot. Thumbs up. Don't you think it's fun, though, that, like, outside of the main event, nothing... I'm, I'm going to say nothing specifically stands out, and there are some real lulls, but still, it's just a good show. Yeah. Like, the only thing I really hated was the bikini contest, and everything else was fine. I think I least. hated... I think I hated Piper and Mr. America more than I yeah. hated the bikini contest. That's fair. Only because it was harder to masturbate to. But. <laughs> oh. I like the idea of you trying and failing to masturbate. <laughs> like, you're just like. Cole yeah. never got off to this either. <laughs> yeah, you know, this isn't working for me. Let me put it away. 
Um, anyways, let's wrap this shit up. Should All we right. plug stuff, or do you want to plug stuff? I, I've grown weary of plugging stuff. Why? We have to. That's how you be an influencer. Your or hands not are influencer. in the air right now. Correct. Um... So freaking Magnum Pro. Follow the promotions that book us. They are RCCW. As Magnum, Magnum Pro, RCCW, uh, Zawa, obviously. Uh, follow NFI Underground regardless. Uh, we'll be back there eventually. Uh, <laughs> uh, St. Louis Anarchy. Oh! Yeah. Goddamn right, follow them. Your boy's got dates. May I say Journey Pro? Your boy's got all the dates. Uh,. Yes, also, uh, I don't know, do not send me friend requests on Facebook. Uh, feel free to follow me on Snapchat. <laughs> do uh, not? <laughs> no, don't. Uh, when I get friend requests on Facebook, I tend to look at the profile, and then I'm like, do I know this person? Is there a reason I should know this person? And I make my decision accordingly. Um, so why haven't you accepted mine, Tom? Well, anyways, <laughs> uh... Follow at WowEd Podcast on Twitter. Yeah. Once again, completely original name. No houses are named after it. Yeah, no. Who would name a house anyways? It's stupid. I don't know. What kind of a fucking loser do you gotta be? It'd be like to if, name a house. It'd be like if like the first class of Zawa moved into a house and they called it the Zawa house. Oh yeah. wait. Shit. <laughs> anyways. Anyway, yeah. Um We'll be back. Upcoming episodes we've got on the docket. Or do we do that? Should we on the tell fuck people board. what's coming up? On the fuck board. On the fuck board? We do have on the fuck board. We have an episode where we're once again returning to the format. We will tease it at the beginning of the said episode, but I don't feel like teasing an episode about a show unless it's on that But we episode. will pledge you to do debates. Yes. On the fuck board is fun as fuck? professional wrestling debates. Yep, absolutely. Uh, it's going to be very freeform. And, Rumble and 03 is going to happen at some point. Yeah. Uh, no Way one? Out 03 is the other one. No Way Out 03, yep, because of one. sheer insanity. I love 03, man. Maybe that might be my favorite wrestling year. God, I wish I had those fucking DVDs still. I'm an idiot. Fuck! Anyways. That is what's on the fuck board. Um... The next thing on the fuck board is to sign off. What? Nothing. <laughs> the clear delivery. Of, that's what's on the fuck board. Yeah, like it's a normal thing, but yep. everybody says. I'm going to construct a fuck board and take a picture of it. What does what, what, what would a fuck board look like? I don't know yet. I haven't constructed it. I'm, sca- I'm scared to know what a fuck board would look like. You should be. Hmm. Is it like a forum talking about porn stars? That's just porn. No, not not the not. Dude, if you want some real comedy, start reading the fucking comments on porn. <laughs> Holy shit! There's comments. Yeah. Okay, dude. It it a a, a cornucopia of hilarity. <laughs> okay, I'll have to give that a, a, a try. One of these. Can't times. stress it enough. So now I'm gonna move my cursor over to the stop button. Yeah, do that, or I'm going to keep talking about porn on the internet, and I don't want to do that on a recorded medium. What are we even doing?